Hi, Dan. Hello, Dan. We are two Dan's. And we do Dan. Dan. Um, Dan? This is episode 10. Episode 10. We've made it. Double digits. Yeah. Um, I got a letter off uh, the keyboard company. Um, <laughs> what? And they said they'll be adding um, a 10 key to all keyboards from now on. Ah, excellent. Um, and in celebration of our 10th episode, uh, 10 will be now known as Dan. <laughs> on computers only. In real life, still 10. So when, it, when there's a pop-up, it says... Hit the Dan button. Yeah. Right. Nice. Press Danny key. So, <laughs> what happens if you want to uh, type in 11? Do you still have to push one twice? Or Yeah, no, this is just a time saver on the number 10. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, studies have shown that the number 10 is written a lot. <laughs> so, so, when you're searching for episode 10, just hit F- Apple Dan. Yeah. Or Control or um, Shift. Yeah. Yeah, Dan. Shift Dan. <laughs> What what character do you want to like? Shift Dan gets you, like you know, Shift Seven gets you an ampersand, and like Shift Five gets you a percentage. What do you want Shift Dan to be? Uh, I wanted Dan to be an emoji, to be honest. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I was going to say an Illuminati triangle, but we'll come to that. Ah, uh, we will we, we, we'll come to that. Before we do, apologies from last week. <laughs> Dan, you want to kick off with apologies? Uh, Dana Vio's mum. Her name is Julie. I, oh, I found Julia. Jul- uh, Julia. This is going to be a carryover. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> carryover apology. Julia Michello could be a carryover champ. We could be bringing her up every week. <laughs> uh, Mummy Dearest won Razzie Worst Picture in 1981, not Stop or My Mum Will Shoot, which was made in 92. Yeah, I think it did win in 92. Oh, I did it? Yeah. yeah. I know I read it. Yeah, good good job, buddy. Good reading. <laughs> oh, interestingly, in the Razzies, while we're still there, um, very apist year. Very apist. Um, Tarzan the Ape Man was also up for a Razzie or two. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, come on, guys. I think someone was just over the monkey thing. Uh, the movie where someone has to spend $30 million in one month to make $300 million and uses a expensive stamp to post a letter was actually called Brewster's Million with Richard Pryor. Uh, Play Misty for Me came out in 1971. I forget the context of that. Um, and orangutan teeth aren't supposed to look like that. Uh, I think these ones had a bad diet. When I googled orangutan teeth, there was a lot of nice teeth and a lot of pictures of orangutans brushing their teeth. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really wow. into Twice it. a day? I think so. They didn't, see, they didn't floss, so maybe they had to go three times. <laughs> really get in there. But I never saw toothpaste, just a toothbrush. Right. Maybe they don't like the taste of mint. Yeah. Well, you could get that strawberry stuff. We can get spearmint. Still mint, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's in the name. <laughs> Dan mint. <laughs> Do you remember the kids one you used to get with a hat, um, like... Uh, the sparkles? Sparkles, up? yeah. What were the sparkles? Where did they go? Where did they go? They didn't just disappear, Where surely. Where did they go? <laughs> they had to be bad for you. Were they silver? Were they foil? We were shitting sparkle rainbows. Man, <laughs> I reckon someone did. Actually, my friend's cat ate tinsel once and pooped. Poop sparkles. Oh. I picture a similar thing. Oh, just before we get away from here and lead into what we will we said we'll follow up about the Illuminati. Did you know that in the same year that Danny DeVito was getting harassed as well as the orangutans by the um, 
by the Razzies, mm. is also up for, and I got confused about this because there's a lot of lot of years, Golden Globes, and and I think he won an Emmy the same year for Taxi, the same year that he had the Razzie nomination oh. for Golden Age. Bloody real hell. roller coaster. Yeah, who's voting on the Razzies? Yeah. I have a theory that maybe the Razzies was just like, well, it didn't get nominated for an Oscar, so we've got to... We've got to give it something. Yeah. yeah. Something's better than nothing. <laughs> but speaking of something in nothing, <laughs> Dan was so kind this week as to send me a link um, to some dudes. Uh, do you remember his name? Uh, no, I don't remember his name, but I know he called himself the third eagle of the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's going to erase any name you remember. That's a much better name. Yeah, Danny DeVito uh, plays the role of the Antichrist in uh, in the One Direction. Yeah, One clip. Direction. Um, direction. Yeah. One Direction film clip for Steal My Girl. Dan, do you... You look like you've got notes. <laughs> I've got a couple of notes on this. I was very angry. Yeah. <laughs> I was confused. I've got some questions, so I feel like you've got your PhD Dan in this one. <laughs> so run me through it, and then I want to ask you a few I've things. at least done my honours thesis in this, that's for sure. Theses. Theses. So this guy has watched the, the Steal My Girl film clip mm-hmm. and has somehow pulled out all of these references to the Illuminati and the end of days and them bringing on the rapture. Is that what the Illuminati is about? Is that what they do? No, they're, well, they're... I thought the Illuminati was like in the ratings game where it was just like the the faceless men that run the show. Yeah, that's exactly what I th- thought. But he's yeah. kind of made some connection with the Illuminati and... Uh, the, you know Ebola yeah um, yeah no he, he's just he's, I think he's next level crackpot to be honest oh look no one's saying he's not a crackpot so I think he's just <laughs> taken two conspiracy theories and just mashed them yeah, together yeah he has yeah look the rest of it was completely senseless so I can't you know try and make reason out of it yeah um, for any of those that haven't seen the video clip this Steal My Girl is a the story of it seems to be Danny DeVito is a director. It's real meta. And he's directing their, fil- their film clip mm. to Steal My Girl. And it's just kind of, it seems like it's a behind-the-scenes vibe. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of, yeah. Anyway, that's enough. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's why I don't do the plots. <laughs> Dan, tell us, tell us what you got there. Okay, so he's, he said that Danny DeVito refers to the tribe of Dan. Yep. Which is where the Antichrist comes from. Oh, there you go. Right? Is that two, Dan, two ends or one... Two Dan's? Two Dan's? Ooh. <laughs> uh, I don't see... I just I just think that Dan DeVito enjoys being a Dan and, you know, likes Tell to me. take the piss out of it. Like, I'm from the tribe of Dan. Yeah. Does he ever say tribe of, tribe of Dan, though? I didn't watch the film clip, to be honest. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time, which is why my plot was so good. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the um, Third Eye Blind just threw in the... <laughs> <laughs> Threw in the the tribe of Dan thing. I don't think there's any reference to tribe of Dan. What was the third eye blind song again? Do do do. I'm not going to wrap it. <laughs> Could you though? No, Please do it in Danny DeVito's voice. <laughs> no way. Right. No way. 
Um, okay, and he also says that the video clip ends with rain and it's filmed in the desert and this marks the end of days. Yeah, I don't know if rain... Well, but look, none of it made sense, so yeah. it doesn't matter. I, I really <laughs> these are his arguments. Like, um, like that, Marge, Marge, the rains are here, guy. Is he worried about the apocalypse? <laughs> He's part of the Illuminati, that guy. That makes sense. <laughs> and uh, there's one scene where, yeah, because they're, set, they're setting up the, the, the set. The I best suppose. video clip ever. Yeah. And they're pulling out furniture and setting up the stage and all of that kind of stuff. And two of the roadies are carrying a couch. I love this bit. <laughs> no, right? Yeah, they're carrying a couch. And <laughs> the couch is red, and apparently it represents the red horseman of the apocalypse. Yep. And because the couch moves from east to west in the <laughs> East to west in that it goes from right to left. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's the, uh, I really wish you'd gone to like check where the sun was in the sky. <laughs> Oh no! I think he. I think he's gone to that. No, he didn't. <laughs> you don't think he no, he right. he couldn't see it. And he gave up. Didn't fit. <laughs> anyway, so moving from east to west in the desert meant the rapture would start in the Middle East and would end in the West. Yep. Uh, he also pointed out that the number plate on Danny DeVito's El Dorado had three sixes in it it did have three sixes in it not together no <laughs> were two of them together yeah two were together um oh, I did read through the comments section mm. like there's like 150 yeah there's some good comments and there was a lot of argument about whether it's 666 or 616 oh yeah why I've never heard that well apparently it's just like a translation thing I mean if they had a Dan button it could have <laughs> solved all the problems <laughs> The numerals, uh, but yeah, apparently translation issue in six 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 is it, it, it's supposed to be six one six. Oh, I couldn't really find any logic in that. Were they the a comments. supporter of the third eagle of the apocalypse, or were they against? Look, everyone the liked Third Eye Blind in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> now we're all a bit more discerning, aren't we? Uh, Okay, and uh, there's a shot where Danny DeVito's eating an apple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and apparently this is him eating a Eucharist, meaning taking over the Catholic Church. Yeah. Um, so Danny DeVito represented the Antichrist in, in the film. So yeah. the Antichrist is eating the Eucharist. Yep. And Danny said that they had to get rid of their inhibitions to make it as a band. Oh, yeah, and they're all balls. <laughs> yeah. That was noteworthy. <laughs> Notice they're all balls, now they're people. He, and he, missed, he kind of missed that as well. He said, he who made the video clearly knew his Bible prophecy. Yeah, he did praise that a lot. Yeah, yeah, he did. What I don't, what I can't follow is like, how he doesn't name the director of this video. Yeah, he doesn't. But he puts a link to the video. Yeah, well, you know. He's, you he's promoting it as it is. Yeah, well, you got to. But, like, how does he not say, like, so it says Dave Davis. Yeah, <laughs> it would be Dave Davis. It would be typical Dave Davis. <laughs> say Dave Davis directed it. Maybe it's how Dave Davis' dad who, <laughs> who did the video. Dave Davis Sr.? Dave, <laughs> DDC. Anyway. He doesn't say Dave Davis is part of the Illuminati because he's made his video clip. He's just saying that it's clearly a metaphor for it and the people did it. Yeah. So is, I, is, he, is Dave Davis controlled or is Dave Davis controlling? What's happening? Where does he, uh, is he a cog in the machine? 
Uh, surely you'd have to be. And is is Danny DeVito literally the Antichrist or just representing him? Oh, no, he was representing him. Oh, okay. So Danny DeVito is just a pawn in this. Yeah, he is, but... Well, discredited. <laughs> I'm not going to try and make sense out of it. I would like to point out that the red couch that's travelling from east to west mm. was a lip couch. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. giant red lips. Yeah, it looked like lips. Yeah. yeah. So, and it w- would have been Which strange is if it was green. Love, not war, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so doesn't work, because red horsemen of the apocalypse is war. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Love. <laughs> Discredited times two. Uh, All right. <laughs> so on to yeah, moving on. Uh, so we oh, had a bit of a. Hey, then what's that? Is that app? What's that new app you got there? I haven't seen that that icon before. Uh, it's a new F10. Ah, app. <laughs> yeah. You have to download it and it gets added to your keyboard. Oh, lovely. Oh, you mean this app? Oh, yeah. Sorry, not, not the key there. <laughs> I knew what that was. So it, that, what happened, if I just press it, like, boop, what happens? Boop. It's the Danny Devotee Machine. Devotees, Danny D, Time Machine. I was waiting for the app release of that. That's amazing. That was a a good time travel. Good, clean time travel. Where are we? Where are we in time? I'm looking around. It seems to be the same. Same, but like four years ago. (laughs) What's what's that on TV? And we seem to be in Philadelphia. Ah. In a bar environment. <laughs> the Danny Devotee Eye Machine has taken us back to, like I said, four years ago, <laughs> to the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia called Char D. McDennis Brackets The Game of Games. That's right. I did think you were going to say Char D. McDennis, bruh, but. <laughs> no. <didn't>. No. <laughs> Took the high road. <laughs> uh, so we've got a bit of a game theme this week. So I thought we, you know, program your app, game it, game it. Uh, so it's the game, a game they play, a board game in Always Sunny. Yeah. Uh, would you care to run me through the plot of the episode? Yeah, I can. Taking careful steps to you know run me through the game while you're at it. <laughs> the namesake game. <laughs> You're talking about the rapper? Yes. Run me through his career <laughs> in the TI machine as well. So this week... Sorry, when are you going to rap? <laughs> <laughs> because we got a bit of a uh, game, <laughs> game theme. Not a the game theme. <laughs> just a game theme. Uh, I put a little bit of a twist on the plot this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, hello. Thought you might appreciate it. Because you never put twists in the plot. <laughs> I may make up my own plot, but, you know, it's different. Huh? So, Charlie McDennis, the game of games. Mm-hmm. Starts off the gang's board. Yep. Uh, they can't think of anything to do, so they play a board game uh, that they invented called Charlie McDennis. For, just for days like this. That's right. Just for the days like this. And Charlie says it's not a board game. It's a, a way of life. Mm-hmm. B, religion. Ooh. C, a war. 
or D, race against humanity? Illuminati. Um, <laughs> C, war. It is a... Should have written the answer. Yes, it's a war. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote this down thinking that I would remember the answers. Like, you should have bolded it or something. <laughs> I should have bolded it. I didn't. Okay, so it's essentially a drinking game. And it's a race from level one to level three. Mm-hmm. And the drinking gets more intensified as the game goes on. So one is a wine level and represents the mind, consisting of puzzles and artistry. Mm-hmm. Two being the body, the beer level, consisting of physical challenge, pain and endurance. And three being soul, which re- represents what? Emotional battery and public humiliation round. You become a frog princess and have to wait for the love of your life to kiss you and bring you back to human (laughs) form round. (laughs) Or only played in the Karate Kid stance round. Oh. Oh, Someone was talking about Jethro Tull recently, so I want to say C. (laughs) I'm going to go the frog. That is is Dan. (laughs) Dan it. (laughs) The emotional battery and public humiliation round. So the prize, if you win, is that you get to smash the other team's game pieces. Yeah. And the glory, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it's all for the glory. But it's all about smashing the game pieces. Yep. So anyway, they start the game. Frank breaks the rules by asking a question. And his team, who is himself, Mac, and Charlie, they have to drink. Uh, so the first question mm-hmm. is trivia, mm-hmm. where Ma- Mac asks Charlie, <laughs> he asks Charlie, who Charlie wrote the question, so he should yeah. know the answer. Yeah. D, Bird, Sesame Street, or Dennis is asshole, why Charlie hate, or <laughs> recipe, cat food, and what? <laughs> Oh, they're all from things. <laughs> Man, the cat food and glue huffing is such a good episode. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> You've got to huff glue and eat cat food to, to block out the noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, what's the the D Big Bird one though? I can't remember that. Um, were they always saying that she's a bird? And there was a, there's an episode where she, they drop that she's. Yeah, bird. I remember there being it existing <laughs> and it being good. But so by process of elimination, <laughs> I'm down to whatever the one that I didn't say yet was. Yeah, that well, one. Dennis is asshole. Why Charlie hate? Anyway, you got it wrong. Yep. <clears throat> And uh, Dennis is a bad man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so oh, De- is, is it bastard man? Uh, bastard man. Yeah, it's bastard man. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, then it's Dennis's question. One team member has to draw on the other's back, <laughs> and uh, and they have to figure out what they're writing. Yep. So Charlie and Frank win because of their stupid, strange connection, mm-hmm. according to Dennis. Mm-hmm. And then it's. <clears throat> Then it's Max, Max go, and uh, he gets to A, wrestle Dennis while wearing togas. Oh, I'd B, love to see that so much. <laughs> B, take money from everyone's pockets, or C, take advantage of Frank. I want to I see them cuddle, but that, 
hats and the extras and that thing. Uh, it's oh, the, I, I yeah, didn't know that. Oh. It's, in, it's in the extras of season two or three. Yeah. Where everyone has to blow Danny DeVito oh. at the commencement of the third season. And, like, it's, like... Mac and Charlie are, are doing some script editing and um, some, someone turns up and is like, hey, Danny wants to see you. And he finds out he's got to blow him and he didn't read the contract. <laughs> um, you should watch it. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link to it. I'll just show you how to look it up on YouTube. <laughs> Sweet, thanks. Anyway. Oh, yeah, so whatever the right answer was, I picked that one. Yep, okay. <laughs> Shift Dan. <laughs> so he has to take money for everyone's pockets, but then it turns out that the card actually says you must eat this card. Mm-hmm. And if you get caught Swallow cheating... Swallow this card whole. Yeah. If you get caught cheating, the other team gets to advance to the next level. Mm-hmm. So then D and Dennis are on level two, mm-hmm. and the rule is no more cursing. Mm-hmm. So Charlie and Mac... Now I have to throw darts at De- Dennis's <laughs> hand. <laughs> and if he flinches, Dennis and D get... I don't remember. I don't know. The, the other team gets a card. Yeah, I think let's go with that. you got to get cards to level up. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. They hit his hand and he doesn't flinch. He does do well. Very impressive. How did they shoot that, you reckon? I don't know. It was really good. I it think was a good they, shot by Frank. I think they actually hit him in the hand of the dart. I think it's heaps method. Yeah, it was the right amount of blood too. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Uh, so then Frank draws a card and he he draws the uh, go directly to jail card. <laughs> <laughs> so does he have to dress as a Furby, cover himself in honey and get Mac and Charlie to lick it all off, make a sandwich from scratch or get stuffed into a dog kennel and eat all the ingredients of a cake? <laughs> why do they have so many eggs for the cake <laughs> it's like 24 eggs <laughs> that uh, one yeah that one man you're coming up with some good options <laughs> and then they play hungry hungry hippos I think that might have been Charlie's turn and uh, they have to have their, their hands behind, tied behind their back and they have to eat grapes off the bar mm-hmm. and turns out that Charlie ate all the grapes. <laughs> uh, Charlie ate all the grapes and D wins. Yep. And then D and Dennis advance to level three. Then while in the cage, Frank reads the rule book and finds a loophole. Uh, Frank spills Dennis, Dennis's drink and discovers that he's been watering down his and D's drinks. So much so that they're just drinking water. Yeah, that's right. And that's the heat's cor- watered down. The heat's watered down. It just looks like yeah. scotch or whatever. Somehow. They don't cover that. <laughs> so then Frank, Charlie, and Mac advance to level three, and the timer goes off, and which has never happened before, and they have to draw the black card. Mm-hmm. And in the event of a tie, a winner must be choos- chosen. Chosen? Chosen. I think that's the correct word. <laughs> and there can only be one, so it comes to this. Flip a coin. Mm-hmm. And Frank flips a coin. D and Dennis win. They smash the characters. The end. Yeah. That was thorough. Thanks, it was thorough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like, you know, yeah, if, you wanna, if you want to replicate the game, you need to explain it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did enjoy the game aspect of it. It felt real adventure <laughs> Should have told me to dress up for the occasion. Uh, so now we're back in 19... What? 
84. 84. On the television. Shit. Well, yeah. It's still not even born yet. No. We tried. <laughs> yeah, back to 1984 for... I feel like we're really addicted to directorial debuts, or maybe I just really like saying that term. I feel like I say it a lot. I feel, I feel like you've said it a few times, too. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently it's his directorial debut. Well, this is his feature directorial debut. Okay, right, right, right. And it's Danny DeVito in The Ratings Game, also known as The Mogul, if you bought the edition that I did. Don't know. <laughs> It was a dodgy edition, though. Ah, oh, it seemed fine. Yeah, oh, it was oh, fine. Oh, yeah. got to watch the film. It wasn't it was, in German. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of red colouring to the yeah. to the picture. That's normal. <laughs> Although it is called the Mogul, is not to be confused with Mogwai the band, Mogwai from Gremlins, Mowgli from the Jungle Book, or Mogo the town on the south coast that has a delightful zoo where I fed a tiger once. <laughs> Dan, would you please run me through the plot? I will. I will. Of the Mogul slash the ratings game. <laughs> So Danny DeVito plays a character named Victor Salvo, who... Very close to Victor Angelo, we were all thinking it. Yeah, Continue. we were. He was... It started off, we kind of thought he was a script writer, TV producer of some type, but it turned some out... Some sort of big wig? Yeah. Some sort of big shot? It turned out he was just a person who run a trucking company, which was the second largest trucking company in... Yeah. Wherever. So he could get a limousine. Uh, anyway, so he's trying to sell a script and get, getting turned down from all the uh, networks. He's trying to sell a script for a TV show. Mm-hmm. And first of all, just got a quick late apology. Mm-hmm. Uh, eyes, eyes from One Flew of the Cookie's Nest. Yeah. I could never f- figure out his name. It is Vincent Schiavelli, and he's also in this movie. Is it that you couldn't pronounce it? You couldn't figure it out? I couldn't find him on there. Because oh. when you look at it through One Flew of the Cookie's Nest, there's no picture. So Isn't there? Nah, I don't think so. Uh, maybe. I feel like I looked hard. Maybe you anyway. can use your eyes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I will. Yeah. Uh, also starring Ron Rivkin from Seinfeld, who played a TV Executive mm-hmm. didn't see him in it. Oh, is there anyone else from Seinfeld in it? Yep, Seinfeld. No, oh, <laughs> that's who that was. Uh, Michael Richards was in it as a uh, mobster. He was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And George Went was also in it. Also, who featured in a apology of ours? Oh, did he? He did. Oh, I apologize again. Then I definitely remember that. <laughs> His boss uh, in the well, he's not his boss. He's kind of one of the other mobsters. His brother. His brother? Joe Santos? His brother? Mm. The other, the one that tells him that they're going to go back to New York if they don't make it big soon? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, his exactly. brother. Oh, it's his brother. Okay. Yeah, they say that like once. All right, good. So his name is Joe Santos. First started as a football jock, then went semi-pro before turning to acting. I don't remember them saying that at all during the movie. No, they didn't. Uh, it was through research. Oh, I thought you meant that was the character. No. <laughs> he also didn't act at all in the movie. No, he didn't act in much of the movie, but I thought I'd bring it up. Yeah, no, I mean, like, he was in the movie a lot, but he didn't do any acting. His character didn't do any acting. Mm, yes. No. But he acted as a character. Yes, as an actor, he acted. <laughs> but his actor as an actor didn't act. No. No, he did not. <laughs> uh, he was also in some movie called Art Deco Detective. Uh, which was about an Australian detective in America. Mm-hmm. So is, is he Australian? No. So he wasn't the Art Deco detective? Uh, no, I think he was, the main character. Oh, so he did an Australian accent? Oh, this is going to be an apology, I swear. 
I'm going to have to look that up. It looks so, so say something it. crazy then. If, you, if you're already going to have to apologise for it next week. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, yeah, he played an Australian and did a really great accent. Yep, okay. He was also in the selling of Vince D'Angelo. Wasn't he? Also in Vince D'Angelo was the mouthy kid who was played by Jason Hervey. Hervey? Who plays Vince Jr. Yeah. Picked out by Dan. That was a yeah. good one. Oh, yeah. Storytelling face. First movie we watched together. And wasn't it fun? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Good atmos. Yeah. We got a little taste of it last week with friends, and then, mm. and then it was just Dan Appreciation Club all over it. <laughs> Appreciation. Dan. Dan. Danny. Dan. Dan. Anyway, back to the script. Back to the plot. His script is called oh, by the Sitting way, you, Pretty. You missed Susan Peretz, uh, who was in Hurry Up or I'll Be 30. She, oh. she played the network receptionist and was also in the party scene where there was like six people. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who kept going on about it. So after trying to sell all of his scripts, mm-hmm. he finally gets a break from a guy who's trying to get back at NBC. Who M- NBC. Bro. NBC, yeah. that's right, yeah. And he gives him a pilot spot. Mm-hmm. And they have to abide by it for some reason. So It's in the contracts. You'd understand contracts if you were more of a business, Dan. Yeah, so... Danny DeVito throws a party, mm-hmm. celebrate. Mm-hmm. The only person who turns up, Reed Perlman. Mm-hmm. Luckily, though, you'll it, find out why. Yeah. And uh, starts off with a great scene of uh, a shot of an ice sculpture <laughs> of a swan. And Danny DeVito just kind of like sneaks back from behind it, crunching on ice. Yeah. <laughs> That was great. That was a good shot. Anyway, there was no no one turned up for the party except um, Rhea, who played Francine Kester. Mm-hmm. And her and Vic hit it off, and they make it to 4.30am, make another date. He doesn't call her for a couple of weeks. At SOB. Anyway, so he's making his new pilot, and the main actor quits. Mm-hmm. So Vic takes over the role. Mm-hmm. He goes on another date with another actor who plays one of the twins twins from sitting pretty from sitting pretty and doesn't really work out she's blonde yeah just set in the scene thin blonde you know blonde yeah she's got blonde hair so he's a sister who's yeah she's a twin actual twins in real life too oh really that's why they look so similar ah yeah, right, thanks. <laughs> I imagine it was the same person, but they're actual twins. Yeah, no twins, legit yeah. twins. There you go. That's how they got them in the same shot so many times. Hollywood's got a large reach. Mm. So after he goes on the date with the blonde twin, he turns up at Rhea's house after a failed date at 1am after not having spoken to her for two weeks and tells her that he loves her. Mm-hmm. Then Dane DeVito goes to a theme park with her and they go on the bumper cars. Yep. And uh, Dane DeVito's driver is driving the bumper car for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, so the show is about two college twins mm-hmm. and Danny is their new r- roommate mm-hmm. or Vic. Is their new dorm roommate and... Or Chip, as he played. Chip. Yeah. Oh. Many names. And That's how it got confusing. <laughs> it did get very confusing. And they got up to mischief together and, I don't know, the Dean was the villain of the show. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They didn't really cover that, but let's no, go with it. doesn't yeah. really matter. Anyway, so your show gets put on the air at the same time as the World Series. It's a bit of a joke mm. to get back at the guy who was getting back. Yeah, yeah. The cat and mouse. Yeah. Baby got back. 
And anyway, so <laughs> all he's got to do to keep a TV show is get better ratings than the World Series. Which seems easy. Yeah. Simple. Simple. So we asked Francine, who had a job as a ratings analyst, to screw the ratings. And anyway, they get, she gets offended. They make up. They do it under the Hollywood sign. And uh, <laughs> hey, you asked me to punch that bit out. I did. So Francine gets overlooked for the for a position at a job, and she decides to change the ratings to help Danny. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gets together with his mobster mates. He offers them a cut of his show to help influence the ratings. So they break into people's houses who start decide the country's ratings and watch their TV for them to change, to yep. skew the ratings. So the network thinks that half of America has watched the show uh, over the World Series, and they give him 22 episodes. And to keep the rating up, Vic keeps the families. Uh, on a boat for 22 weeks uh, who, the people who I don't know choose the ratings yeah. 1500 people from the no, no, it's not all 1500 it's one no, number it, the select number it was a select number yeah so he put them on a cruise ship and it just kept getting extended yeah and they, they really got into it though that kids started reading books they started talking to each other very civil. Yeah, they did. Oh, what are we going to do if there's no TV? Yeah. yeah. They got by. They did. They found their humanity again. So Danny writes another bunch of shows and they're all a hit. And the opposition, CBS, threatened to change the rating system due to New Zemo's Girls, one of his TV shows, beating the MASH reunion show. Fair enough. Unlikely. Yeah. So Victor Salvo's crew get found out. They all get ar- arrested. The people have broken into their houses. And Danny get, goes to the TV Digest Awards uh, with the cops after him. Mm-hmm. They're trying to arrest him as well, searching the building. And he ends up winning the award and gives his speech in the handcuffs. Which the award is decided by the people, not by the rigged rating system. That's so he right. Knows he's so, actually winning. Yeah, and he hadn't written an acceptance speech. No. He had not. He should have, though. He should have known. So anyway, he goes to jail, and now he writes from jail and makes NBC the number one network, and he marries Francine in jail. Hmm. Was that about it? Yeah, I think that... Punched it? Yeah, I think that covered off a lot of things. Oh, nice. Um, So all the the random things that you threw in there, you got any gems for me that were were throwing you off the plot? I do have a couple of gems. Mm Mm-hmm. There is... The... Don't do truth or dare, mate. No, I'm not. I nearly did. Do you want to do truth or dare now? (laughs) So that way you can just go back. That's all right. All right. Um, So there was a... No, I'll just save that. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to say if it's true or dare, but I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Can we just do it? Too specific. (laughs) Um, okay. Um, no, I'm not going to do it. To truth or dead. Need a veto. To truth or dead. I had enough of that. Hit me. Truth or dead me. Okay. Dane DeVito is not a vegetarian. Truth. Rum ham. Truth. There's a reference. He was talking in a, an article 
And he, yeah, said that he likes cold cuts. Ah, take that, vegan wolf. Yeah, right. We took him back. So he's talking about one of the houses he owns that he's, one of his sisters lives in. And he's, he said, I go back whenever I want. And I have a nice room there. I know there's going to be some pasta on the table and we're going to have some really nice cold cuts from the local places around. Actually, there's... In... Is it Shah Dynasty episode of... It's always sunny. He's eating cold cuts and he's making the hoagie in his mouth. Yeah, he is too. Yeah, but I thought this was all you thought was he was method. method. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm one of us knows what method means, right? Yeah. What method man is? <laughs> That's right. Um, all right. And well, truth or Dan, uh, in the final, in the final, um, well, not the final scene, possibly the same guess. Uh, in the in the award ceremony when Rhea Perlman's wearing the wedding dress that her mum gave her as a subtle hint birthday present, actually Rhea Perlman's wedding dress. Oh. Truth. Dan. Oh. Yeah, you said that with a confidence. That was yeah, good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's part of the lying shit. <laughs> All right, so just rattle off your other stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop worrying. Well, uh, there's one point where they play some, like, spoof... TV shows that were they promoting? great were they awesome there was one called Hot Bods oh man <laughs> and uh, it was a, I don't know it was about three women in an action role yeah it was like Charlie's Angels but they like they were tougher yeah they ran like a like a spa or something and then when they went into the spa they were actually going to get their friend and then go shoot people mm. yes that's you know yeah right, you didn't get much of a plot out of it yeah uh, anyway, so one of the hot bods mm. is the daughter of Engelbert Humperdinck. Get out of town. Yep. Truth. Um, did you know DeVito actually won awards for this? Did he? Yeah. Oh, what? He was uh, nominated as for a Cable Ace Award for a screenplay, and he won. Or maybe that was a Writers Guild Award. I don't know. He was nominated for one and didn't win and nominated for the other and did but I kind of didn't write down that much detail. <laughs> that's all right. That's enough detail. Yeah, that'll do. Did you have a favourite line from this? Uh, yeah, actually, I did. Um, so in one of the um, shows that he makes, the, the Goomba, the Goombas, yeah. when he's at, when he's the voice of one of the Goombas, because he just does everything. He's a real utility. Hey... <clears throat> hey, hey, who cut the flounder in here? Ah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. And it sounded like, what was the sound that the flounder sounded like, though? Was it a squeaky was it a fish sound? <laughs> I didn't hear a sound. Oh, yeah. I go. <laughs> uh, any favorite lines from either games? Uh, well, mine was actually from Charlie McDennis. Oh, yeah? And, yeah, where the, the timer goes off and they have to... Draw the black card. <laughs> In the event of a tie, a winner must be chosen. There can only be one. And so it comes to this. Flip a coin. That was a, that was a great coin. <laughs> I had my eyes closed. I would have believed he was here. I was working on the coin. Yeah, you can tell. We should have worked on the rest. That's nah, really long. It was, it's got the time. Can't look up hot bod. Like, doing speeches. 
I do want to say, holy shit and shove me through it. Would I like to run barefoot through this? I don't know what that is, but I found a note <laughs> that I'd written. I, believe. <laughs> I was reading that before. I was wondering what that was all about. Uh, yeah, I think that's from one of the movies. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Vince D'Angelo. Maybe. How long has it been there? Uh, no, I found it at work and then I... Oh, you it. popped it on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and before we go... Other Dan, so it was only one other Dan, and we couldn't find him. Daniel Stern. Yeah, was where it? was he? I don't know. He's played Skip something. There was a lot of major actors who played minor roles. In yeah, this. like Alan Alder in the background never even gets mentioned. Yeah, didn't even say anything. And Jerry Seinfeld, even though it was before Seinfeld, he had yeah. half a line. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, it was early days. Yeah. You know, can't go. When you got DeVito to give lines, so you can't get thrown away on <laughs> Seinfeld. Um. <laughs> All right, next week, uh, we will be treating you yeah, with, um, on our Legs 11th episode, Jimmy Two Shoes will be popping by to go on those Legs 11. We'll be uh, covering Romancing the Stone and maybe something else. Depends yeah, if, there'll be something else. Depends if that app of yours is still working. <laughs> uh, but till then, I've been Dan. And I've been Dan. And, and we just we just did... Dan. Dan. Need a veto. Need a veto. Junior. <laughs>